You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. The leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, your host, and our focus is on mastering communication as an essential leadership skill so that you can command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal in any context. Today is the big reveal. It is part two of a two-part series on communication and rebranding, specifically mine. The name, as of today, it is official, Vocal Impact Productions, by name, is no more. Why? Because, as we addressed in part one last week, as per Marshall Goldsmith's ever-so-smartly titled book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And while the name Vocal Impact Productions was great for the last 10 or 11 years, it's no longer fitting and it's time to move on. And I'm sharing a peek behind the curtain for this change for two reasons. One, so that you understand how I've continued to hone my brand and understand what's replacing the Vocal Impact Productions name and why. And as a case study for you to be able to think about what your own brand is and what you want it to be especially if that's not reflected in whatever it happens to be now. And that's the case whether you are a business owner or an independent coach or consultant or speaker or an employee at whatever level for some other large corporation or nonprofit organization. It's still all about your brand, identifying what it is versus what you want it to be. So last week, I left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger. I took you on a journey, a little walk through my own brand journey of quote-unquote accidental entrepreneurship over the last 15 years or so, and how it was marked by a few major transitions. And we looked at it mainly through the lens of my journey, getting clear on what it was that was the value that I provided for whom, and the challenges and pitfalls along the way that were the primary catalysts for change to get to where I am today. But this time, I want to look at the explicit lessons in language that I learned along the way, particularly as they pertained to how I communicated my own brand. Now, you may recall that it all started with my biggest leap of faith back in 2008, and that's when I left the world of traditional education, the Ivy Towers or Ivory Towers, depending on your perspective, of academia and my own original career plans of being a tenured professor for life. But upon making that leap, of course, for the first few years, I was very much stuck in that I can help lots of people with lots of things mode, which of course is the opposite of a clearly articulated brand. So major transition number two and branding lesson number one happened in 2013, five years later, when I chose the name Vocal Impact Productions for my company, focusing on speech communication training and coaching. Why Vocal Impact Productions? Well, the fact is, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, it's not what you say, it's how you say it that matters, right? Wrong. Both are equally important. And the fact is, it doesn't matter how you say it if what you say is a hot mess to start with. What you say is the foundation for your message. So your words are crucial 
before you can package it with your delivery style, including the voice, the body language, and more. So that's why I originally liked the word vocal. It was supposed to be both literal and figurative. Literal because at the time, nobody in the whole world of executive presence and leadership communication, at least nobody that I was aware of, was really talking about the importance of how you use your actual physical voice, much less how to do it better. So that was a main differentiator for me as a linguist. And of course, the figurative aspect of the word vocal was in the sense of think in terms of your author's voice or your perspective. What is your message? How are you framing it? How are you, how are you connecting with people through your word choice, your structure, your organization, your vocabulary, your examples, your stories? That's just as important. So in other words, my focus became about helping leaders and aspiring leaders to find that sweet spot, that balance between what they said and how they said it so that the message in their head actually sounded the same when it came out of their mouths and it landed as intended in the ears of the listener. And that's been a great ride to date. You know, I've spoken at conferences and done programs for clients across the U.S., and around the world at incredible conferences and other places ranging from China and Canada to Egypt and Denmark. And really what I've learned in the last 10 years since then, since choosing that brand at the time, is what brings us now to major transition number three today. As I mentioned in the last episode, a major language-related problem with the Vocal Impact brand was that after a while, far too many otherwise well-intentioned people were kind of shorthanding their description of what I do and would introduce me to others as a vocal coach or a voice coach, which really does an unintentional disservice both to me and to the people they were talking to. Because it's like offering someone a slice of chocolate cake by saying, well, here, have some cocoa powder. Well, yes, there's cocoa powder in there, but it's so much more than that. So that brought up the question, okay, well, what should I be using to help people understand not just what I say, but what I mean in describing my work, my company? So when in doubt, I have discovered that the best words to use are often not words that I would come up with, but use words that others would use to describe me, my work, and their experience in working with me. And often those words will emerge organically or they can be solicited intentionally. Both are actually really valuable in complementing each other from a learning perspective for me and my brand. And I'm sure it would do the same for you. So sometimes I realized it was noticing the themes of events where I was being asked to speak. So believe it or not, that's where I had my first big aha moment of framing my work in terms of leadership development specifically leadership communication, and even more specifically, executive communication under the broad service umbrella of executive coaching, none of which were terms that I knew coming out of the ranks of academia. And of course, for those who are not yet there, not yet at the executive ranks, but on their way up to them, then I had to learn the term succession planning. Because there's a difference, of course, between being a candidate for a top position and being the obvious choice for that top seat. That's a massive point of distinction on that career journey. But early on, I didn't know there was a name for it. And more importantly, for me from a business perspective, 
I didn't know that there was a name for it that the world recognized as something that was worth investing in. Anybody out there who is trying to promote their product, their service recognizes that it's not just about a recognized value. It's about a value that your target audience, whoever they are, is willing to invest in. Whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's attention, whether it's you name it, that's a key distinguishing factor. And succession planning was a big part of that for me. So these were all terms that I had not been familiar with at the start, but all of which over time have really helped me home in on exactly what the value is that I provide and for whom. Now, of course, on a less official level, in conversations every now and then, someone would just kind of come up with a gem that I really liked. For example, once someone said to me, you know, it seems like your superpower is really about helping people hear yes more often. Yes, I like it. So I'm sticking with it. Another time I was at a networking event and I described my work to somebody and she paused for a minute and she said, so it sounds like you're an influence coach. I like that too. Influence coach. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Hearing yes more often is about having more influence and that's what leaders need to get all key stakeholders, all key players on board and rowing in the same direction. And of course, as I mentioned, I think last week, in the middle of a coaching session one day, I was working with a CFO who was a client and he was reflecting on the angle of our discussion, what we were really focusing on that day. And he stopped and he leaned back and he said, this is really about so much more than language. It's about strategy. Yes, strategy. It's helping clients get clear on their big picture strategy and then reverse engineering it, which is another term that I learned along the way, right down to the granular tactical details of individual conversation, your word choice, your tone of voice, your body language, all those little details that help you make progress on the influence journey, step-by-step, step, moving the needle to get all players on board. That's what's necessary to turn that strategic vision into reality. Strategy without tactic is just a dream, right? Or a really nice idea, hope, pick your phrase of preference. So from there, I also learned that it's really useful simply to ask people a direct question as far as how they would describe your work. Now, that can be a little bit more complicated because you don't want to sound like you're compliment fishing. You want real feedback. So I actually hired someone to get that professional input for me, to have them reach out to current and former clients and ask them how they would describe the experience and the value of working with me. And I got lots of great feedback from that. But the clincher for me was one client's summary comment who said, she meaning me, she's so much more than vocal impact. It's so much bigger than that. And I thought, clearly, there you go. The VIP name, the vocal impact productions name had to go. But what would replace it? Okay, so we knew what needed to go. The question is, what are we going to choose? And one other lesson that I've learned about branding is to simply look at other thought leaders who are in related spaces and see what's working for them. So I took a look at people like Brene Brown, Marshall Goldsmith, Gary Vee, Simon Sinek, Les Brown, Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, Phil M. Jones, Dory Clark. These are all massive thought leaders in generally related space of leadership, of business development, of influence, huge names and huge brand names unto themselves. 
And now a couple of them may have other corporate names behind them, like Simon Sinek technically has the Optimism Company from Simon Sinek. Literally, that's how it's phrased. But truthfully, I have no idea why. Because, I mean, has anybody out there, have you heard of the, quote unquote, the Optimism Company? Probably not. I hadn't until I looked them up. Nobody says, hey, have you uh, used any resources from the Optimism Company? No. But everybody says, hey, have you seen the Golden Circle TED Talk by Simon Sinek? Nobody says, I want to work with the Optimism Company. They say, I want to work with Simon Sinek. So most, if not all of these leaders, even though they've got armies of people working for them, they're not just individuals out there trying to do everything by themselves. They've got truckloads of people, full corporate entities, both contractors and employers. But it's still them, the person who is the known entity. You know, I've got a fabulous team of employees and long-term contractors and service providers, some of whom who've been with me from the very beginning. But does a company name need to reflect that? I realized, no, a company doesn't need to sound bigger than that. The simple fact is that in all those cases, uniquely, the person is the brand. So the company, the materials, the websites reflect it. BreneBrown.com, MelRobbins.com, MarshallGoldsmith.com, and even SimonSinek.com is the URL for the Optimism Company. Go figure. You seeing where I'm going with this yet? So if you haven't figured it out already, I haven't just changed the company name. I've gotten rid of it altogether. So from now on, instead of checking out VocalImpactProductions.com, you'll find me directly at LauraSicola.com, plain and simple. And as a final note of differentiation, if you are watching the video version of this, and I recommend it, or otherwise, if you do go to laurasicola.com, one thing that you will notice is two extra words in my logo, front and center. Underneath my name, Laura Sicola, you will also see the words linguist and strategist. Cognitive linguist as my unique background and lens, a major point of differentiation, and the word strategist representing my function and my value. To my clients. And of course, the added initials of L and S, once again, were a nice little bonus as well. So please, I invite you, check out the new website, laurasicola.com, and let me know what you think. And don't worry, the Speaking to Influence podcast brand is staying exactly the same, though with some snazzy new colors to match the new brand. So you don't need to do anything there. Stay exactly where you are. Tune in from week to week. You don't have to change a thing. So with that, I am very excited to kick off a new year with a new brand, a new look, and an even more sharpened focus on helping you become the most confident, inspiring speaker and influential leader that you can be. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so we can help even more people increase their confidence, presence, and influence. And finally, if you want to download my free guide to equipment recommendations for virtual influence, including my picks for microphones, lights, and more, Go to speakingtoinfluence.com. I'm Dr. Laura Sicola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sicola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. 
Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job, or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.